What's up, everyone? This is Brian Ward, host of the Data Podcast, the podcast show for dads, about dads, being dads. I'm super excited that you're here and for the guests that I have on the show today. But before we get to the interview, if you have not yet subscribed to my show, please make sure you smash that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Also, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. The link is in the show notes. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I'm super excited from the guests that I have on. He and I have gotten a chance to really get to know each other over the last six, eight months. Uh, we've, I mean, I feel like he's one of my closest friends now, and uh, I'm excited that he's uh, kind of t- fit, fit this in his schedule because uh, he's a busy, busy guy. Uh, but I wanted to welcome my good friend, Chris Ross, to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Man, thanks, man. I'm, it's been a long time coming. You came out to my show a while back, and, you know, it's the... That I guess you would say a synergetic connection that we do have. I think it's obviously similar stories and the love that we have for everybody in the world. But it's been it's been a long time coming, but I'm looking forward to this interview, man. This is yeah. fun. Awesome. Uh, well, I have been too. Uh, I've been really excited about it. And uh, I know you're doing a lot of great things, but let's kind of dive right in because I want sure. my, my listeners, my viewers to know who you are. If they don't mm-hmm. know who you are, kind of your backstory, uh, how you grew up, all that kind of stuff. And then kind of mm-hmm. feeding into what you're doing today. And then also, sure. obviously this is a dad podcast. So a little bit about your, uh, your family mm-hmm. as well. Right. Um, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, born and raised, um, grew up with really good family, um, really strong parents, really strong grandparents, lived right next door to them. We can get into that. And obviously the, I guess, ways that they trained me, you know what I mean? And showed me the right ways of being actually a great person and a great father coming up. But, um, you know, we started off there. My young older sister was born handicapped. Um, she unfortunately passed away when I was 16. Um, it was something that I obviously I had to deal with later on in life. And we can get that obviously with the side of, of going into with my daughter, um, but went to the military like yourself, went to the military, served for five years, got out the military, went to college. And then after that, I took off my career. I've always had, has excelled in my career. I've done some amazing things with some astounding individuals back when Facebook bought Instagram, amazing opportunity came up on my plate. Um, I was in a mission sales education. And when I was speaking on stage and working with some Though some of the guys that people that probably would know really big names in the internet marketing space before their internet marketers, they were buying leads for trade schools and trade schools. And that's when they bought Facebook, bought Instagram and everything took off. Well, that's what led me into entrepreneurship. And I was really glad that I took that opportunity. Um, I remember talking to my dad about this and he was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> He's not calling me an idiot now. <laughs> I'm pretty even know if he probably still does. Um, but yeah, I've worked with some really ma- a massive, you know, inf- um, influences. Um, I can go down all the way down the list, but I'm not going to waste the time obviously with your show, but it's pretty much anybody that you see that's a pretty predominant name. I'm the one that aligned the process with the sales marketing operation fulfillment on the, especially even in the event side. Um, there's a couple different opportunities there with my life. Um, I met a beautiful young woman back in Austin, Texas, and I moved over here to the UK two years later. Um, and unfortunately me and her didn't work out, but we have a young daughter. She's now two. That was a huge process for me because obviously dealing with what we're dealing with in our personal lives and COVID happened and me running my businesses virtually. And then I ended up selling one of my other businesses. And that's what led me into the win-win effect show, which has over 5 million downloads. It's what led me to build Winject. Um, and Winject Studios, obviously what we're doing, the broadcast and media corporation has three components, 
podcasting, radio, um, you have TV productions and also music productions and the distribution channels and all the great things that we have, man. It's just, I'm very blessed individual, but it also comes down to, I think my upbringing and the way that I was raised. Um, and it's, it's something that it, you, you can't get away from, I guess you would say, because you know that what you're supposed to do in life. And I hope that kind of helps. Um, people ask me all the time, like, what do you do for a living? I change lives. That's that's simple. How I go about achieving that is different for every single person, you know, and I just put people in a position to win. That's why I called the company, the new company called Winject. I'm injecting people with winning. That's what we do. So um, I hope that helps. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I kind of want to dive right into kind of your backstory a little bit, because you, I mean, you mm -hmm. talked on a lot of different points right there. You, yeah. you and, and you went through them really fast, um, which is fine. But I want to kind of slow down a little bit and talk sure. about your upbringing because your relationship with your family, um, mm. your relationship with your dad in particular, because this has a lot of impact or a lot of direct, uh, it's a direct reflection of how you have your uh, relationship with, you, with your daughter now, mm. but relationship with your dad, how was that? And then, um, I mean, he had a lot of influence on you. Uh, and, and then obviously uh, you go in in the military and all that, but how was your relationship with your own father? My father, my father and I's relationship was very strong, but of course I had his trials and tribulations. There was a lot of teaching me in the best way he knew how through his upbringing. Um, mm -hmm. His father, unfortunately was an alcoholic and a, a, a very abusive physical and verbal abusive with him. Um, and I did identify later on in life that my father would never like hurt me, but he would scare me verbally. Mm. Um, you know, and I think that kind of goes stem, stems into why I, I excelled so much in the military because that's what they do. Um, you can't play the psychological game with me because I've been playing it my whole life. Um, uh, but the, my relationship with my father was phenomenal. Um, I was always, I always looked up to my father. I love him dearly. Um, there's been times where even in the past and recently in the last two years, he's given me a lot of praise of how I handled my situation. Um, and that was some, that was first time in my life. He's actually told me he was proud of me and it, you know, he wasn't a man of a lot of words. I'm a, I am a man of a lot of words, obviously. Um, but he is, he was always there for me. Um, he, it wasn't a sport that I played that he didn't, he didn't miss a game. He coached me just like you coach your sons. Um, he coached me. He was always the head coach and I got to, you know, I was really good in sports um, and I got, especially baseball and he was, he didn't miss one game and he's worked two to three jobs his whole life. He never missed the game. And there's one game. I think I, we, I guess we, we suppose that on when you came onto my show and you were talking about it, there's one game that I know that he missed. And I do remember he called me because he had to work that night and he asked me, and then that was one of my best games I think I've ever had, <laughs> right? Cause this, all that pressure that you have, cause you want to make, you know, cause he was the head coach. And, you know, that stigmatism when your son is playing, there's a favoritism there, but I guess, you know, stats don't lie, you know, so it wasn't mm -hmm. like I was, you know, but he was a, he was a very strong father. Um, I also had um, my grandfather. He loved me differently and he was there for me when my dad was working a lot. And I think that he was, you know, Italian um, and that's a, that culture is different than some people, you know, some other cultures. So as in we're very tight knit family and he, he taught me how to be a true gentleman, you know, opening the doors that chivalry that, that everyone thinks is dead. I mean, 
there, I have a friend of mine, Nazi, she's my trainer here and in London. She laughs at me. She's like, cause she always, I, she always knows I have a handkerchief on me. I have one in my back pocket. That's one for me. And one in my breast pocket, that's for, for everybody around me. Right. So, and that type of stuff, you don't learn, you, you can't unlearn if that makes sense. Yeah. There's certain things like when, uh, women will stand up from a dinner table. I would stand, I would sit up, you know, there's certain things that we, we do as men that comes from our upbringing that we yeah. don't forget. Yeah. It, it's just, it's so ingrained into our subconscious and our psyche. And that's where, you know, my dad, and of course I got to about a certain age, about 15, 16, that's when things sort of spiraling out of control for me, to be honest and hundred percent vulnerable with you. My, when I lost my older sister, that type of connection, like she didn't speak English. So I learned how to speak it through energy before I spoke my first word. And that was my gift that she gave me. Mm. But when she passed away, that was the last time up until the time my daughter was born that I've experienced joy and bliss. Mm. Like I, I was in my life, man. I felt like nothing was ever good enough. And that's, I think that's also helped me in my business career because I was just blazing through stuff. You know, I mean, you being prior military, you understand it's like, I'm always good at built bullets are flying over my head, man. I'm good. I can deal with it. But that's a problem with uh, that us as men, we're not allowed to show vulnerability and showing we're scared. And that goes back to my, my dad, when he would verbally outlash and scare me, that was his way of saying, I don't want to hurt you. And me identifying that later in life, you know, me telling him that everything stems from fear. You're scared of something, but you commute not communicating what you're scared of. It hurts your children and it hurts everybody around. And it's a long effect. So I've had to go back through in the last two years of my life, especially, and look at certain events and certain things that have happened for me, not to me, for me to identify. So that way I don't project that onto my daughter. Right. You know, and that's, and I think that's something that most men need to address as soon as possible. And, it, and this is in all relationships. I become a better businessman. I become a better everything in life because I'm not focusing on what I can't control anymore. And the things that I don't know, I'm opening and willing to ask for help. And that's another thing. I'll be bleeding in a ditch somewhere. You'll never get me to say, hey, man, I need your help, <laughs> right? That was a hard thing. Uh, right. But that, that also comes back from my, my, unfortunately, two days ago, my uncle passed away. Uh, my mom's I'm brother. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. But we weren't close anymore. You know, it was like, it's unfortunate that in certain situations, he played a massive role in me growing up. Like his, I idolized him. I loved him to death. Like it. And I still, the other day when I got the phone call, it really bothered me when I hung up the call because I remember all the times that he was there for me. So I've had really strong men and women around me like growing up. And I think that's obviously helped with me, I guess, taking whatever life throws at me and I'm going to win, you know, because I look at life differently because of my older sister. Like I don't have to do anything. I get to do it because she couldn't do it. She couldn't be great, you know, but it's, there's like, well, my mom said a lot. I think, you know, Charlie Smith is a good dear friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about like overcoming a lot of his show and he was mentioning, like, I, asked, I told him that what my mom said when my sister passed, like, why does life have to be so hard? That's a good thing. It, you know, as we'll get through this right. together, right? So, and that's another, another thing that I had to learn through this pandemic. Like, I was left in this country, bro. Like, pretty much, I had nothing. I had only thing I had was just me. And I, it was a very trying time. 
And that's why obviously at least the charity thing that I have going on now and me trying to help other people that didn't don't have the financial means to, you know, protect themselves when it comes to obviously legal, right? In court and getting, because men sometimes are the ones that are painted as the bad ones, but it's not always the case mm-hmm. in certain situations. Um, but I think that with me and my dad, if I didn't have the father that I have, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Yeah. Uh, our parents have a, um, they play a huge role for us, not only as, uh, you know, becoming uh, adults, right. And, yes. and becoming independent, but they also have a, a, play a huge role in how we parent our own kids. And mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, I talk a lot about it on my show that dads in particular, they don't have, uh, you know, we, I like to say we don't have a, a manual, although I, I use the Bible as, as our, basically our playbook for being a parent, Good one to use. but, yeah. but we also have the, uh, our experiences that we went through, right. Mm-hmm. As a child ourselves. Right. And then also the influences around us as children, when we were a child, the influences around us, like you mentioned your dad and your uncle and your grandfather. Um, so those are the, those, those are the lessons that we've learned on how to be a parent and you can take what you want from it, but mm-hmm. the good, bad, and the ugly, you could take it all uh, yep. and kind of mold it into your own parenting style. And I, and mm-hmm. I encourage dads to do that. I mean, there are some things that you're going to learn from your parents that, you know what, that's not the right way to parent. And mm-hmm. I didn't agree with that. I'm going to throw that away and I'm going to try something different. And then there's th- some things like you talked about with your dad that, Hey, the way that he was with me, I know that I can be this certain way with my own kid and even in my own business, right. As an yes. Owner. So um, there are some important lessons that your father taught you there. And now kind of diving into who you are as a dad today, um, I, you've gone through some things over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Obviously, let's put the pandemic aside. I know that was just a whole nother, a whole nother hurdle, but mm-hmm. you've gone through some things. Let's talk about it because your daughter's young. You're a brand new dad. Um, your yeah. daughter's young and, and you're I'm going to let him get into the story, but you know, he's starting to build this new relationship with his daughter and you know, she's a couple years old. Right. So yeah, it's, it's something that that's tough for you. I understand, but I want you to do- kind of talk about it a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, there's certain things that I can talk about certain things I can't, um, but I will, obviously I can speak on the things that, you know, um, the good side. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, recently it was a 787 days that I haven't seen my daughter and I was able to finally see her. And, so awesome. That's so awesome. man. And I'm telling you, man, I felt every single one of those. And yeah. um, granted, you know, of course, virtually we get pictures and videos and stuff like that. But that's not the same. Right. Um, but she was crying in a hallway and it was the first time that I was able to see her. And I went and instantly picked her up and she melted into Mars. So people there were like, they never, ex- they've been doing this for 30 something years. And they're like, they've never experienced like, wow, the connection between you two is just unbreakable. Like she knew who her father was. Like she gave me this look, like, where have you been? Mm-hmm. And I thought I would be emotional, Brian. You know what I mean? I really thought I would be, I wasn't, I was just a hundred percent present with her. It, it's like, it was like time stopped mm. for a second. And, you know, for that, you know, two hours, it stopped. Freeze, freeze right there. Right. What was that? What was that? What was that moment? Like, I mean, you're, you're talking about like time stopped, but what are you, what's the feeling you're having in your heart right then? Because you're saying you didn't get emotional. I don't know how you didn't. I, I don't. I think because I, I was selfishly enough knowing that me showing my that that emotion to her was going to I was going to project that onto her. Right. So even for I mean, I, I discovered this also. I was talking to my dad about this. He was like, 
you don't realize how great of a father you already are. Like you are conscious of your energy and projecting that emotion over to her, but you didn't, you sacrificed yourself for a moment because you knew that it would hurt her in a way you didn't want any, that experience to hurt her. Mm. And because I believe no matter what's happened and transpired, she'll never hear this version, right. Of, you know, what I had to go through to get to her, but I'm just going to make up for the time. And I, and that's what I did at that moment. Like I, what I felt was the first time in my life, and I've done some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> this is the first time in my life I actually felt where I actualized, you know, like, a, like fully in that moment. Like I felt just at peace, just at peace. I was just calm. Like I was just in taking it. She's so smart. And she was, we're doing like building like little sand castles and we're doing a bunch of different things. And I was picking her up and put her on the slides and she was sliding on the slide and she was talking about it's like pretty much like she was catching me up on all the stuff that she learned right. for two years. That's what it was like. It wasn't like it was no forced time and people there were obviously observing and they were just like blown away by this. So like, holy crap. And it was, you know, it hit me afterwards, of course, <laughs> I'm not, I'm human. Right? right. But it hit me afterwards and I gave her a present and she was just sitting on my lap. I'll have to send you the pictures personally, but it was just such a, I'm looking and I, and I you know, what? I didn't realize and I didn't actually put a lot of thought into this and how much I would miss her. Right. Oh man, it's, it's been a long, it's been a long week, bro. It's been a long week. It's been, but it's, I'm, you know, but now it's setting a schedule where I'm going to see her a lot more frequently and up. Cause I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a weekend dad. I'm going to be an everyday dad. Right. You know, and I built my life, um, that I I'm blessed and I have businesses and I have people and I have, you know, things that are, can allow me to, she's my number one priority. Like she's it. Um, and it's, it's really cool, but I don't know. It's going to be trying days. It's going to be trying times ahead, but I'm going to still keep remembering the time where I felt it in just complete distress, mm. you know, and, and I just felt lost. Um, I didn't know. I was like how I remember telling a personal friend of mine, I was like, you know, it's really sad when you feel like you can buy anything you can ever want, but you have to beg for the things you need in life. Mm. And that hit me hard. And it's like, wow. no matter what type of success that you've had, or have in life, you can't buy time. No, you can't. No. They print money every day, bro. Yeah. You can't buy time. You know what I mean? So, and that time that I'm missing with, you know, obviously I'm all my young daughter, but it's, I'll make up for it. It's, you know, God willing, if he gives me an opportunity to do the right things that I need to do to make sure that I'm, you know, because the way that I was raised, let's go to that just for a second. Let's speak on that because most people don't understand this. No matter where you come from in life, I grew up on a dirt road, bro. Okay. And I can't, tr I can't raise my daughter the same way that I was raised. It's not going to be, it's not going to work in today's world. Mm. You know, um, granted, I've had a lot of great examples. I have three, I have three young nieces. I've had, you know, of course, two sisters, you know, one, one pass. And then I've had little cousins, little nieces. I mean, um, little cousins or girls. So I've been, I was showed the right way to be, you know, obviously be around little girls. And it, it's crazy, man. They say that the firstborn, child from a guy it looks she's a man it's something else it's something else it's like me looking in the mirror i was like what is going on but she was she's great man she was just having a ball like she was showing me everything she was writing gave her some chocolate I wasn't supposed to give her got in trouble for that but 
It is what it is. <laughs> but it was fun, I have, man. To, I have to tell you, I mean, uh, the, for those of you that are watching that are listening, you know, Chris reached out to me um, this last week and was like, dude, I got to see my daughter. Blah, blah. And it was, I could tell just from the, the, the text that I got from him about, I could see the emotion on his face, mm-hmm. I could see the happiness in his heart. And now you're seeing it live that he's that emotion and the happiness that he went through in that, in that time that he got to spend with her. Um, I don't know if you can talk about it yet or not, Chris. So if you can't, please tell me, but when's the next time you're going to be able to see her? Do you have that kind of set up? Yeah, yet? we, we, it's every other weekend. Well, every other week, um, okay. every other week I get to see her spend a couple hours, but they are, I'm still like at the last little piece of this. Cause the, the, I mean, the court system is doing what they can they can do and they right. need to eat. They need to make sure that mind body sound, you know, in a good situation you have like um, in America, it's obviously DSS or whatever it's called, but here it's called Kafka stuff. And they're, they're doing all their checks, but everywhere it's, there's no more barriers there anymore stopping the stuff. So it, even the last report that came out um, from obviously the experience that I had with her, they were just blown away. And they need to, obviously it's, you know, me being around her as much as possible. It's paramount for a mall, you know? Mm. So, and um, yeah, it's just all great things ahead. I mean, I really truly believe that, you know, everything does happen for a reason. My mom would say that when I was young and be like, what is the reason, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? And now it's different. Like I understand, I know what I'm here to do. And I know, mm. I know, I know how much she needs me. And just like any other child, it could be, a, you know, whatever they, they need their parents and they need a strong upbringing. And they, you know, just like, no matter what's happened with my ex, I'm, she's the mother of my child. I'm going to love her from a distance, but I'll love her whatever, because what she represents in my child's life, you know, our right. child's life. And it's, then it's, and it's difficult sometimes. And I'm, and I'm not, I'm speaking to those who went through a divorce, or I'm speaking to those right now that are going through a tough time. As long as you know who you are, you can withstand anything. Just don't conform. Don't, mm. don't allow them to play you as a slave and to play you as a puppet in mm. their game. If I have to be the villain in someone's story for me to be the hero in my daughter's life, I'm willing to take that sacrifice. Mm. And that's something that strength that my internal dialogue has become unpenetratable. Good luck because I know who I am. Right. I know what I'm here to do. I'm, I'm not going to allow other people, well, other people's opinions of me or other people's opinions of the situation, but they don't know the full story, but it's not my job to explain it to you. Right. I've already explained it to the judge. They're good with it. So, you know what I mean, and that's the, that's the only person that I needed to explain it to. And because you can, I mean, especially as a, I wouldn't call myself a public figure, but obviously me being known, you know, in, in, you know, internationally pretty, you know, obviously with some major people, they've always ask me questions. I'm extremely private, extremely right. private person. Like no one will ever see a picture of my daughter pretty, pretty much online. You know, like it's, yeah. I, I made a decision a long time ago that I would be, you know, in my roles and obviously doing what I do for a living, but she didn't choose that. Right. So it's like, you know, that private part of me, it, it needs, I need to make sure that I'm protecting her. And then again, goes back to being a father, you know, um, it's all about, you know, I'm never like, I thought about a lot about this. My job as a teacher is that she never has to diminish the greatest parts of her for someone else's ego, you know, mm. as in like, I guess, especially being a woman in today's world and growing up and I've always been big on female like empowerment. Um, some of my greatest friends are in those types of situations and 
you know, I'm, by the time she gets of age, she'll, I'm knocking that female aunt off that entrepreneur. Like it's, but that, if that shows you choose, that's what, if she chooses to do that, you know, right. like I'm not going to obviously, you know, cause you see some parents out there that they're, they project what their dreams are on their children because they couldn't fulfill it themselves. Oh, man. And I don't want to give her that type of burden, right. you know, and, and but I'm, I'm, I'm conscious of all this. I mean, there was two, the two years that I wasn't allowed to see her, obviously through systems and the pandemic as a whole a monster of delaying stuff. But I took a lot of courses. I took I mean, I was humble enough to reach out to some, you know, pretty, pretty predominant individuals, conscious parent, Dr. Stephanie. She was great for me. I've learned a lot of different things that even on a co-parenting side, um, that's going to be a hard one because, you know, I mean, but then again, I'm blessed to be in a, in a good financial situation where I can have legal there as a buffer where I don't have to have those direct conversations. Right. And until, you know, of course time goes by and, you know, I just want, I just want what's best for my little girl. Right. And it's, it's sad that everybody else doesn't have those intentions, but that's not for me to make cast judgment and me to um, say anything. I can't control that. I've learned that's the biggest lesson I think I've learned in the last two years because I'm a control freak. I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm a freaking control freak. You know, like if it's not done under my expectation, you're fired. So it's like <laughs> I'm a control freak. I have, like I know this about myself, but if I can't control it, I'm just let I just leave it to God. Like it's, it's, it's you know, and I, I posted some, there was a Kobe Bryant. He has an interview that he did with Stephen A. Smith. It was years ago. And I'm not sure if you've ever seen the clip, but it's a powerful clip. And he was talking about God is great. And he was like, well, that course in Stephen A. Smith was like, you know, that course, God is great. But how did you know what God is really good? It's like when you can't carry that cross with yourself and you can't bear it and he can't picks you up and carries you with it. That's when, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how I felt during this time. If I didn't have my relationship with God, it would, it, it would have hurt, you know, it, I don't think I would have came out the way that it came out, you know, and it's, um, I'm just looking forward to like all those moments that I never, <laughs> like the time that she was born, I was first on my crowd of joy and a very, you know what I mean? Since my sister passed away and that type of connection was something that I was always, always yearning for and craving in life. Mm-hmm. But it's such a pure connection. I'm sure you have it with your children. Is that because every connection is different though, right? But that connection that we had and I felt it was just, un, it was undeniable that, mm-hmm. you know, like that's my dad and that's, you know, that's my daughter. But it, nothing else was, everything stopped. I felt like <laughs> everything stopped around me. Right. And I was like in a different portal in the, in the matrix or something, you know, it was like we had our time. Um and it was no emotion when she went away. It was just like, you know, like, ah, oh, bye. See you later. See you later. And yeah. I'll see you next week, you know, and it's just crazy. Yeah, you, and you can never explain to a dad. Uh, you can never explain to a, to a, somebody that's not a dad, what it's like to no. the emotional, the love, the, the feeling inside when you have a kid, uh, you can't, you just can't, it's, you just can't explain it. Right. They just, no, they, they can't comprehend it. So mm. it's like, you want to know what I'm feeling? Go have a kid, dude. You're the right. right yeah. It's the most proudest I've ever been in my life. You know, it was, and you can see it through the pictures. Right. And you can see it through like, there's some of the live thing videos and you can hear her and hear me. And it was, it was, it was really insane. Even um, the place where I had to go to wasn't right by a train. So I like to take a lot of like, the, I love the train 
Like, I don't know what it is about London, but I love the tube. They call it the tube. But I took a cab because it was, um, I wanted to make sure I was there on time. But on the way back, I was like, where's the train station? Like, well, it's about 15 minute walk. I was like, perfect. So I walked to the train station from there. And I just wanted to experience the emotions and just be present. And it was like, um, remember the Will Smith movie, The Pursuit of Happiness? Yeah. That's what it was like. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. I, I literally can yeah. see that right now. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, it was like all I was reliving all the emotions, like yeah. from, and knowing, knowing that I, I, I'm not going to give up. Yeah, I'm not going to give up. Like it's, I, it was, it was a hard time, man. I remember when, when God brings you to your knees and you, and it makes you realize and humbles you enough to make you realize that that's where you need to be. That was a hard experience for me, man. It's like, and I, and I meant what I said about being able to potentially buy anything you want and <laughs> you get to beg for the things you need. It was, it was hurt. Yeah. It hurt. But I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up. Like it, cause there wasn't, it wasn't that I was doing it for myself. It was, I'm doing it for her. Like I'm even during this time of me working as hard as I've been working on another, another corporation. If I wasn't who I was in business, I think that I would have had a harder time. Right. So I just built another corporation. <laughs> so I was like, okay, great. Now I got things to do. Like I needed something to do. So when I started building that, I've, I've realized that the reason why I'm working as hard right now is what my daughter's opinion of me when she's 40, not when I'm 40 right now. Mm. So, and you know, one day she'll understand. And I'm sure she'll be laying on a couch one day telling people how screwed up her, her dad is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, hey, you know what? You know what? Well, man? You're, you're going <laughs> to listen. You, 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 you're going to, you're going to mess up. You're going to mess yeah. up as a dad. I mean, it's going to happen, Chris. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. <laughs> but but um, just the bond, the way that you explained your guys' relationship and how she, I mean, you said it. She like just like kind of melted in your, in your arms and she knew that you were her dad. Um, that connection right there, um, build on that. I mean, that's important. Build on that because even, even the little mistakes that you make throughout, throughout her life as a dad, throughout her life, uh, just the connection that you guys have, uh, those little mistakes will seem like nothing. So, right. Yeah. And I appreciate it. that's a really good sound advice. Um, cause I know that that's one thing that you can't change. Um, is that connection you have with the individual, you know, I mean, you can end mm -hmm. up hurting that connection if you don't are not conscious enough and present enough mm -hmm. to be on that. And I'm looking forward to what the future holds. And I I'm, I'm really big on the spiritual side um, uh, believing, you know, and manifesting what you want in life. Like the life that I'm living right now, I manifested 10 years ago, like the life that I'm building in my mind and, and putting the, all the pieces of the puzzle together is for the next 10 years of my life. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to look the way it does, you know, right now. And I just have to stay that be raising my awareness is key. And, and for any individual, I'm not even talking about entrepreneurship here. Any individual just raising your awareness. You raise your awareness, you raise everything around you. Um, because if you focus on the things you can't control, it, your, everything in life comes together, right? It, it, when, every, when you're focusing on the right things in life and who you are as an individual, everything expands. It's, everything's available. Like, there's no, nothing in this world I believe that I can't do. Mm. But it's, yeah. it's about not about what I want to do. If you're doing it for others, you always win. Right. Yeah. You always no, that, win. That's, that's the mindset of an entrepreneur right there, folks. 
<laughs> it's true. It's, it's true truth, though, man. It's like if we do it together, we win. Like we win. Like it's. Yeah. But you have to have those right people. Like there's no in, there's no ROI in non-recyclable energy. If I can't pour into you and recycle that energy and come out positive, then we don't we don't talk. You know what right. I mean? Right. But you. But if the ones that you you sense that you don't need to. That's why you and I get along so well. Because we can recycle energy. We believe had the same principles. We had the same morals. We believe in the same things. We're the commonality side of it. And, you know, at some point in life, you know, it's you're, we're, anything's available and we'll always have fun. But if you get poor into, some, poor into something you can't control and you can't get anything ROI, there's no, there's no value in that for me. So you're not going to align yourself with those types of people. And yeah. it's cool. Like, I won't, I won't, they call it, um, what do they call it? You can't beat somebody down like when they're down, right? I can't remember what it's called. Anyways, I was listening to a guy I was talking about the other day, but I'm not going to put any, that's not going to help them at all. All I can do is point them on the right trail. Like, listen, this is what, here's where you are. I get it. If you want my help, I'll help you, but you're going to have to come to me with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But right. and that kind of goes with the, you know, my other family in life, they haven't seen my daughter or two, you know, like my mom, my dad, my sister, my three nieces, they have to, and they have to spend time. They're going to want to spend time with her soon. And I have to prepare her for that. And the reason why I say prepare her is preparing a, my daughter for that. Right. Because, you know, like whatever, you know, their love that they're going to have for their granddaughter, my, my parents, I mean, I need to make sure that she's protected and they're, they're not going to project something onto her. Do you see my point? Yeah. No, absolutely. so it's, and that's, that's a, that's the real, that's the real responsibility. And as a father or as a, parent or it could be just maybe just being an uncle and I learned that with my nieces is like when they're around me like I'm I'm an example of what they should do in life and I have to set that example and children need examples because what happens if they don't have those positive reinforcements in life they're going to end up making really poor choices right and those poor choices can end up building a really negative life. You can create your own hell. And excuse my language on this thing, but you can really, truly create your own hell as a, as a person. And I don't think children understand it, especially when you get to the adolescence around 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. Those choices that they're making are going to set up the next 10, 15 years of their life. Absolutely. And that's, and that's something I really commend you on with your sons, right? I think that's really, it was powerful. Thank you. To hear when you came, you're welcome. When you came onto my show, it was really powerful to hear that that was so beautiful. Like they, they don't have to come back and spend time with you as much as they do, but they were, that's a reflection on how well you've done with your, your sons. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's important. Um, again, it's, and I can see that that's exactly how you're going to be with your daughter and even your, your, your family, you know, your parents and, and your extended family for her. Um, I think it's important uh, to make sure that they continue with that. I mean, you're, you're going to do a great job. You're going to, you're just, you. I, I, I can just see it. I can just see you. I mean, you light up and it's really cool to see. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, how this progresses for you mm. and the relationship you guys hear. Um, but let me do this because we're running out of time, Chris. I want to ask you, uh, where can my listeners look you up, learn a little bit more sure. about you? Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, winject.com, just W-I-N-J-E-C-T.com. Um, yes, that's one of my businesses. If you're a content creator, come check us out. Um, we're launching 
tons of shows. We've got a lot of crazy stuff. We've got Netflix stuff deals going on right now. It's crazy things. That's really easy to find me. If you find me in any one of my socials, Lord Chris Ross, it's a whole story behind that. I'm not narcissistic. Um, <laughs> Lord Chris Ross, I did get my lordship here in um, London. It was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> another story. But um, that's one cool way. Or we do have a Texan community. Join our text community if you're in the US or Canada, 843 396 2104. I'll say again, 843 396 2104. And one of our team members will get back to you and we'll go from there. But reach out to me, anything you need. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And um, mm-hmm. thank you for who you are. Thank you for all the things that you're doing. Um, thanks for uh, sharing kind of what you've been going through. Um, I know it's yeah. been tough for you, uh, but I'm, I'm proud of how, how you've pulled through and you're, and you're fighting through this the way that you're supposed to. Um, yes. So, you know, we, I say the way that you're supposed to, because there's a whole different uh, other side of you that could come out and that shouldn't. Right. So mm-hmm. just the way that you're supposed to. Um, and I appreciate uh, not only the fact that you're uh, a veteran like me. So thank you for your service. But I appreciate oh, more yeah. importantly, I appreciate our friendship. I really yeah. do. I look forward same, to same way. I look forward to continuing our friendship and, and watching you grow and develop, brother. So thank you very much for being on the show. Man, I'm honored. Truly. Truly honored. Thank you so much again. And, I, and just to mirror your words, and my friendship with you is the most important thing. So anything you ever need from me, you know, I, it's kind of like one of those things you just sense it, right? So, but I appreciate it. Thank you again. Finally, having me right. on the show. Right. Bring me back for two. Um, I'll bring you back for, what is it? Uh, episode two of this one day when I, you know, obviously have them all in my lab. We'll have fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, thank you guys very much for joining me and Chris on another episode of dad up. Uh, look forward to uh, make sure you guys check out what he's doing. Um, make, go to his websites, uh, go to his Instagram. I mean, you see all, all the things that he's doing. I mean, the guy's phenomenal, um, but make sure you guys reach out to him. Let him know what you thought. Let, let him know your thoughts on, on what he's going through. Uh, I'm sure he would love to hear it. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribing to this show, um, all my, everything, everywhere you can get my show on all the platforms, whether it's listening or through my YouTube, make sure you guys are subscribing and then leave us a rating and review. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Um, I always like to hear what everybody thinks. I always respond to people. So you can reach out to me at any time, but I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of data. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. Make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channel. And please do me a favor, leave a rating and a review. Would love to hear from you and see what you think of the show. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes each week. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Data Podcast.